What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? 25, I'm, no, man. <laughs> you already know what it is. Well, what's good, everybody? Uh, UFC last night, but before I get into I'll talk about UFC and the great, the GOAT. I mean, before I get into that, shout out to my man Xavier again, sponsoring the show. Uh, you know, with the site Muse, the hottest place is still your exclusive content and show it off as well. Uh, thank you again, Xavier, for sponsoring my show. Um, UFC last night. Oh, we got to talk about this. Oh, we do. Uh, UFC 289. The, the great Amanda Nunes retired uh, uh, last night. Um, well, I don't I don't blame her. Um, I mean, you really can't. No, no, no. Adana wasn't, I mean, you remember, Adana was a stand and she was supposed to fight Juliana Pena for the, you know, for the rubber match. I don't think anybody wanted to see that anyway. No offense to Irene, you know, Aldana. Um, you know, she, you know, she stepped up to the plate, said, I mean, Samantha Nunes, why wouldn't you find Amanda Nunes? Julia Pena was like, oh, you're dodging me, blah, blah, blah. This, no, no, what, listen, Amanda Nunes wasn't dodging you. That's what it's so, that's what the show's called, Chill with the Craziness. Come, Amanda Nunes wasn't dodging you. Stop it, yo. Cut, like, for real. Listen, she broke her ribs. Amanda Nunes didn't want to wait. You know, I didn't know Amanda Nunes was 35. She's 35 years old. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. What's going on with the rest of her life? Fight one more time. I'm out. You know, uh, she says she's had nerve damage pretty much after every fight. You know, she's a mom now. I don't blame her. She says she's going to take some time off, go back to Brazil. And then she's going to come back to the States and uh, work on promoting fighters at her gym. I'm happy for her. You know, happy for Amanda Nunes. And, um, you know, she's the greatest of all time, you know. Um, some people, I heard some people on Instagram, like, oh, she's only great because of, she's only considered the greatest because of competition. The competition was there. Let's let's not say the competition was there. You can make an argument when Ronda Rousey fought, there wasn't a lot of competition. Right? But with, um, Amanda Nunes, the competition uh, was definitely there. She beat Valentina Shevchenko. It wasn't for Amanda Nunes. We told Shevchenko to go twice. She beat Ronda Rousey. Right? Uh, she beat Holly Holm. You know, like, the, the competition was there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's almost like, it's like, who didn't she beat? She beat Misha Tate Misha for the belt in the first place, right? She knocked out cold Chris Cyborg. You know what I'm saying? Like, like come on, man. Megan Anderson was supposed to be, a you know, um, a big challenge for her. That wasn't a challenge at all. I mean, if you look, you know, it, like, come on, man. Like come, like come on, she. I mean, she she beat everybody, you know. Um, I know she lost to you know Kat Zangano, um, you know, back in two thousand fourteen. But other than that, though, that was her last. That was her last loss against Kat Zangano, and Kat Zangano hasn't done anything since. Anyway, you know, what I'm saying since she knocked out uh, Misha Tate, pretty much, um, Kat Zangano hasn't done anything. You know, she really hasn't beaten anybody. You know, so 
So, other than that, though, if you look at um, Amanda Nunes' fight record, she beat everybody. You know what I'm saying? Beat down everybody. You know? A lot of submissions, a lot of knockouts. Um, Yeah, she's the best. Okay? And and everybody just needs to pump the brakes. You know? uh, And talking trash about her. Just turned 35. She's the best ever. She has the right to go out on top. And she's not. She's definitely made the right decision. Um, Charles Oliveira, he won against Darius. Um, but other than that, though, this really wasn't a fight. This really wasn't a great fight card. Really wasn't. I'm, you know, I'm almost curious with the pay per view buys. Um, I'm pretty sure there wasn't a lot. Uh, wasn't a lot of pay per view buys. Uh, well, with this fight, uh, I mean, so the UFC 289. Um, so. I'm curious to see what the, you know, I mean, I didn't hear the post-fight interviews, uh, but I'm, you know, kind of curious to see what the, I'm pretty sure there wasn't a lot of views with this fight, uh, uh, with this card. Uh, I will say, though, last night, though, boxing represented last night, though, Tiafimo Lopez was Josh Taylor. You know, I watched that fight uh, from the eighth round on, and it looked like Josh Taylor didn't want to be there. Um, He didn't make any excuses. Of that major, excuse me, you know, quick yawn. Uh, you know, he didn't make any excuses. Teofimo Lopez, you know, it's funny with Teofimo Lopez, if it feels like the bigger the fight or the more at stake he fights better, <laughs> you know, like when he fought against um Lomachenko, you know, a lot of people thought there was controversy with the cards. Because um, two of the judges scored a 115, 113. Then you had the 117, 111. Josh Taylor um, was shocked at the 117, 11. A lot of people shocked it was 115, 113. Um, you know, and I really should have put money on Lopez. You know, I really should have bet last night. Um, but, you know, at the same time, though, listen, 140. I mean, you got Jose Ramirez at 140. Um, you got You got some good fights. Um, you know, does he try to avenge his loss against George, Com- uh, uh, George Combasos? Um, you know, but that was, you know, but George Combasos is going to move up. Uh, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of good fights at 135. Not that many good fights at 140 unless guys start moving up. Um, you do have Jose Ramirez. Um, you know, that could be, uh, interesting. I don't want to see Devin Haney go up to 140. Not yet. You got to fight Tank. You got to fight Tank. You should fight Ryan Garcia. Those are the two fights, um, you know, he should be making. You know, Devin Haney should be making at uh, 135. Um, Maybe Shakur Stevenson. Those are the three fights we'd like to see. At least I would like to see before I see uh, Devin Haney move up. He's only 24 years old in playing time. You know, and you know, Atio Fion Lopez, you know, he's still young too. He's 25 years old. Um, you know, so like I said, not a lot of great fights at 140. You know, it sounds terrible to say. There's not. I'm happy for Tiofimo Lopez, though. Um, I've always been a big fan of his. He seems to love the bright lights, seems to come through. Um, especially when you don't suspect him to come through. Now, it's when you expect him to come through, then he doesn't come through. That's what the frustration is. 
uh, with Tiafimo Lopez, um, you almost don't know what you're going to get, which I think as fans we don't like, and we're all rooting for the brother. So, I just hope this is the real Teofimo Lopez, and um, this is what we'll continually see. Um, because if not, I'm you know I think as you know people who are rooting for boxing, um, we're gonna get disappointed. You know, um, you know, especially at him, we're we're gonna get disappointed. And we, I don't think we should be disappointed. You know, he was fantastic. And this is what boxing needs this. They do. They need someone like Teofimo Lopez. If you watched that fight and you saw the presser afterwards, everybody was just clamming towards Teofimo Lopez. Listen, that's what boxing needs. You know what I'm saying? That's what boxing needs, you know. Um, and I, I think it'll be good, you know. I think it'd be good for the sport, you know. Like I said, there's not a lot of great fights at you know 140. You know, like I said, Josh Hill had all the belts. I don't want to, I don't, you know. I, I, like I said, I 135 is where it's at. You know, you can even, even more 132. Um, but um, I'm, I'm boxing needed that last night. And it was and it was good for the sport. And you know, you know how they say like, you know, when Miami's good, good at football, it's good for the sport. You know, Teofio Lopez, um, being champ is good for the sport as well. Um, in my personal opinion. But like I said, we'll see. Remember, we got. I almost hate talking about this, as you guys know from <laughs> last week. As of right now. Still, Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford, July 29th, as of now. It's, it's those two. So until it's July 29th, I almost don't want to get the pay-per-view until I see at least one of them, um, you, you know, uh, leave the locker room and go into the ring. So if one of them leaves the ring... Or maybe I might not get the pay-per-view until both leave the ring. I don't know. Because I don't trust those two. I don't think boxing trusts those two. I mean, boxing fans. We don't trust them either. Okay? They can even do the weigh-in, and something will happen during the weigh-in. I don't want to jinx this fight, but I. But that's how these two are. The, you know what I'm saying? It'll be the weigh-in, right? Oh, they both weighed in. They're in shape. But something was stupid would happen 24 hours before the fight. You know, they'll do all, they were sp- practicing sparring and someone got an eye poke or something or something absolutely ridiculous. Like I said, don't trust those two at all. But we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I don't trust those two at all. Like I said, I'm so apprehensive about that fight. Um, but anyway, but you know what though, we do have to talk about, cause you know, we did talk about, remember guys, we talked about last week, um, you know, Little Mermaid and, um, what was going to happen. 
Listen, all right. So a little remember, ninety-five million. Listen, the drop was. Remember, we did have Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, so we did have a drop. Right, fifty-six percent drop. That's not good. Not in your second weekend, like I said. So, guys, we got to get, like I said, guys, stop getting caught up in opening weekend numbers. That's what we all do. We all get hyped up. And that I don't do it. I'm telling you guys, listen to me. Don't do it to yourselves no more. It's not about opening a weekend. It's about the second weekend. Open a weekend's good. Right? So it happened to Ant-Man. Right? You know. 41 million a second weekend, like I said, 50% drop, 56% drop. That's not good. It's not. You don't want to go below 50%. Okay. 56% is high. Listen, Fast X has been out for three weeks. They're already it's already about it's already saying, oh, it's ready to be available for rent. Fast X is a flop. And I know a lot of people love the movie. Fast X is a flop. Remember, the last movie did a billion dollars or something like that. This one ain't doing a billion. It probably made five million this week. It's gonna make two and a half the next week, right? And then it's gonna be a million. So like, you know, by the time we get to mid July, you know, like I said, the, the love affair is over. It's already, the love affair is already over. It's already over. The, the fans spoke. And they like that movie. You know what I'm saying? My one friend said a uh, cliffhanger was great. Blah, blah, fans, you know what though? You you you're the only one that liked it. You know. Um, I would do admit though, I was shocked Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse did 120 million, but that's a big indictment on the Little Mermaid. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people remember, you know, it was it, the only other movie the Little Mermaid was competing with was the Boogeyman. You know, Walt Disney produced the Boogeyman? Interesting. It's funny how Disney, like, you don't know these movies that they produce. They don't brag about these type of movies. But anyway, well, you got Past Lives, The Roundup, No Way Out. Like I said, now, you know, all these little movies came out because they didn't want to compete against Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Now, like I said, and, you know, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse came, came out in seven less movie theaters than that were in The Little Mermaid. I know it's, you know I'm saying, it's only seven less movie theaters I mean, not that it is that many, but still, it is interesting, though. Right. So, like I said, guys, don't get caught up on open a weekend. Now, where do we go from here with movies wise? Right. Because we're coming up because the fans are coming out for open a weekend, but they're not. But you know what, though, these this is an indictment on the on the movie culture right now. You can't just come out with trash. And that's what the movies, you know, that's what Hollywood is doing. We say Hollywood. That's what Hollywood is doing right now. They're literally just coming out with trash. And I think part of the reason, you know, the bigger problem is, and I hate this, actually, I don't hate to say it. This might be true, right? Because we have so many streaming platforms now, I think this is actually hurting Hollywood in a sense of, Right, you have, we there's so much content. I'm not saying there's too much content, but there's a lot of trash content as well. And because there's a lot of trash content, 
I think the talent is getting spread too thin in Hollywood. Now, you know, we talk about diversity and blah, blah, blah. I think there's just not enough people to fill this void. That, I mean, how else do you explain it? How can you do a movie with The Little Mermaid? You make $95 million open a weekend, right? It's I know it's Spider-Man. I got it. You know what I'm saying? And then you have a 56% drop. I know it's Spider-Man's first weekend, though. But that means a lot of people didn't come back to see Little Mermaid. Because it wasn't that good. Why wasn't it that good? You know what I'm saying? Like... What's the issue? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I I think that's my theory. Talent's getting spread around too thin. Now, I'm not saying you want to have the best town as possible with the Little Mermaid because it is a Little Mermaid. At the same time, though, right? You got other, you know, high profile directors and producers. They're trying to work on other things too. They're trying to fill in this void. And the, and it, right? You're trying to fill the void of the Disney Plus with content to keep people subscribed but disney's known but you know but disney has lost a lot of subscribers uh and people are complaining about the content that they already have out now <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know Mandalorian trash right you know what i'm saying not a lot of people like loki you know um, not a lot of people like Boba Fett. You know, Moon Knight, eh. Did you want to watch Ms. Marvel? You know what I'm saying? It didn't take the world by storm like Wednesday did. Or when Dahmer, or when Dahmer came out. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, and Netflix now. So is anybody talking about anything on Netflix right now? Anything worth talking about? I don't have anybody talk about it. You know, I just talk about the bad controversy with the black queens. Other than that, it was Wednesday. Everybody loved Wednesday. Everybody kept on talking about how great Wednesday was. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, like I said, there's there's a lot of people, right? A lot of t- streaming services, right? Uh, you know, that gives a lot of people more jobs, but also it might mean some of these people don't deserve jobs. I hate to say, I don't want to say, you know, I hate to say some people don't deserve jobs, though. But just look at what's coming out. You know, but come out. It's so funny. Come out, see it open a weekend. Uh, next. On to the next one. It's literally next. And no one cares. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think, you know, with the Super Mario movie, I think a lot of people came back because, um, you know, it was spring break. It came out around spring break. I think it benefited because there was like two different type of spring breaks. I don't think everybody in the country didn't have spring break at the same time. So I think it benefited a lot from the two spring breaks. And believe me, Super Mario Brothers, that movie was okay. It wasn't great. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I you know, and it's so it's so bad. It it was it's one of the better movies I've seen this year so far, only because everything else has been straight up trash. <laughs> it, you know what I'm saying? So, it's more of an indictment. It's funny, you know, the animated movie, you know, is better than the majority of the movies out right now. 
you know, so it was better, you know. I mean, props to Chris Pratt, you know, he was in the top two movies of the country, um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, and you know, and he did the voice for Mario. Uh, but you know, and then like I said, Guardians of the Galaxy was eh. You know, I do admit that you know they had some poignant scenes, you know, they had some tear jerker scenes. Other than that, though, like you guys, you guys, you already heard, you know, already did my excoriating review on that show. If you guys have not heard that, please go back and listen to the Guardians of the Galaxy review, um, where I tear that movie to shreds, which is James Gunn deserves. So, um, I know the Flash is coming out soon. Not watching it. You know they're gonna kill Batman. You know, listen, I'll tell you what, they're gonna kill Batman. They're gonna kill Batman. I'm letting you know first. You heard it here. There's gonna be some cornball shit, and you and I'm and I'm I'm never gonna do it to myself. I'm not. I'm not gonna get disappointed to myself. I'm not gonna disappoint it. And he did that one line in the preview. Remember that? Let's get nuts, <coughs> or whatever. Know that. Like that wasn't an iconic line. It was a memorable line, but to use that as a nostalgia bait line, it was like when um. Um, Neo and the Matrix Resurrections. I still know Kung Fu. Like, no, man, it's not why you use that line there. No, it wasn't that iconic of a line. It was a great line, but not that great of a line where you use that and like, oh, nostalgia bait. Like, no, man. <sighs> this is I'll tell you, this is this is Hollywood. This is what we got to deal with for the next 10, 15 years. Right, as long as these streaming packages. Keep on coming. Talent pool keeps on getting spread thin. Listen, you know, we, you know, remember, because a lot of these movies have like one or two or three assistant directors, and these producers or the directors to get their assistant directors, you know what I'm saying, to get these movies popping. Listen, yo, I know they're your peoples and blah, 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 this and that. And we think it's from the, you know, the Michael Bay tree, you, you, you know, the Taylor Sheridan tree. The Martin Scorsese tree, you know, uh, you know, it's almost like a coaching tree, right? It's a director, you know, it's a Christopher Nolan tree, you know. Oh, we expect great things because they're they're they were an assistant director under the Russo brothers, you know. Like, oh, this movie's got to slap. Are they even executive producing it? Like, nah, man. Like, nah, B. They're assistant directors for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And they just happen to be good friends you know, with Steven Spielberg and all of a sudden they're the director. Like, oh, you know, oh, great. It better slap. Because if it don't slap, these are the results you're going to get, Hollywood. You're going you're gonna to do a hundred million open a weekend, but, you're, but your movie's going to be so bad. Word of mouth, Twitter, you know, Instagram, everybody's going to be making memes. You're going to get a 50, 60% drop your second weekend. This is what you're going to do. This is what's happening now. It's happening with almost all these movies. Over a 50% drop, th- that's a flop. When Fast X, they're already saying you can pre-order Fast X or rent Fast X from home, it's a flop. Not within three weeks. It's not the way it's supposed to be. Like I said, Hollywood, this is your fault. Don't blame us because you love blaming us. 
I didn't produce the movie. I didn't write the script. I didn't direct it. Okay. Your job is to get me, yes, to go into the movie theater, right? But if you want me to rewatch it, right? Like I rewatched Avengers Infinity War, saw it two, three times in the movie theater. If you want me to do that, you have to make a great movie. Right. Because you just don't rely on open and weekend numbers. You rely on your repeats. That's how you make your money, Hollywood. Will I go back and see this movie? And what you're doing now, you're, t- you're giving us a resounding no. I will not go back and see this movie. And then after this movie, I will wait two, three weeks for the next new movie or the following weekend. And I'll go watch that. And if it's good, I'll see it again. If it's not, you'll see what your numbers are and why your numbers are what you are. But again, guys, I'm getting on out of here. Thank you guys for listening to my rant about the downfall of Hollywood. Um, I'm not room for the downfall of Hollywood. Hollywood being, you know, Making money is good for the United States. Okay. It's good. People going out, spending money, going to the theater in droves. That's good. You know what I'm saying? We suffered in 2020. You know what I'm saying? We got, you know, we got back into going into movie theaters. Right? Like I said, if it's good, we'll see it. You know what I'm saying? Some of us, we get hoodwinked and we'll see it. A.K.A. Spider-Man Far From Home. Anyway, you guys would have heard my review on that, so go there but again shout out to my main man xavier again sponsoring the show with muse the hottest place to store your exclusive content this is rock 25 joe's craziness and remember be great at everything